This is Greater Together, a podcast for and about entrepreneurs and community builders in Columbus, Ohio, aimed at demystifying what it takes to build a better business. I'm Rachel Kershaw. I'm here today speaking with Kevin Lloyd, co-founder and CEO of Mile, M-Y-L-E, which stands for Make Your Life Entertaining, right, Kevin? That's what it is, Rachel. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Mile? Yeah, so Mile actually is the the parent company is an entertainment software and lifestyle data analytics company. We've created a social activity and entertainment marketplace that can be found on iOS, Android, as well as via desktop. And what it is, it's a uh, it's a marketplace designed for event creators as well as event seekers, um, and it allows them both to come together basically on this one platform. So on one side of the marketplace, if you post events or host events, you can promote them and sell your tickets as well as get some early data in regards to engagement insights from your audience. And on the other side of the marketplace, you can find things to do, places to go, and food to eat, which we <laughs> all do all the time. So Mile is this really cool platform that has both sides of the equation, but also it helps you to get to your destination. So we've included Apple Maps, Waze Maps, Google Maps, as well as Uber and Lyft all into one platform so now you can actually get to your destination. So that's what we have going on with Mile, and we designed this specifically to make your life entertaining. Mile is definitely an awesome app. And we're going to talk a little bit today a bit more about Extra Mile. But before we get mm-hmm. to that, this isn't the first business. Mile isn't the first business. Extra Mile isn't the first business. How many businesses have you either started or helped to start? Can you, can you even count? Yeah, still on one hand, believe it or not. I think, no, if I, yeah, it may be more than one hand right now. But right now, currently involved or engaged in four key ventures. If you add extra mile in there, it's really five. So I'm on, I'm on one hand right now. But yeah, so everything, it all started, by the way, it all started, you know, 18 years ago. Uh, when Lloyd's of Columbus was created, that's a lifestyle enhancement marketing company. And we created a subsidiary platform, which is ColumbusBlack.com. And um, that has evolved into an omni-channel platform connecting the Black community to commerce and culture. But what we've seen is that it's been embraced by all cultures and has been a great resource in our community in Central Ohio. In addition to that, we talked about Mile, and then also helped to co-found VentureSuite, which is a co-working and event space in the King Lincoln Bronzeville district. So it's great for innovators, creators, entrepreneurs to actually have a space and place to actually get work done and have some quiet space, but also to build and network and build those relationships that are important for us to really grow our businesses. But it's an event space, so people can actually host events there as well. And we did that in in a part of town where it was really needed. It's accessible off the bus line also. And then last but not least is the Color Coded Labs, right? So Color Coded Labs is a HBCU-style 19-week boot camp where we teach Black and brown folks how to code. And we're working with companies and corporations here in Central Ohio where we have all this growth that's happening and helping to fill a lot of these high-demand, high-wage jobs and change our lives one household at a time. And as we wrap up, there's extra mile, but we'll talk more about that shortly. Yeah, so what year did you start Mile? So Mile was actually founded in 2014, so it was nine years ago. So we've been on this journey. So it was co-founded by Sherry and my and, and myself. So Sherry's my wife and co-founder. She's our president of sales and marketing. And nine years ago, we decided to finally launch this platform. But the idea is probably 13, 14 years old, but it took us a while to actually get there. But we saw technology enhancing. We saw the the, the launch of apps. 
and then the adoption of apps. And then we decided, hey, it's time to go ahead and make this happen. Otherwise, somebody's going to go ahead and do it before us. And I think you and I have talked a lot about support system for businesses and specifically the support system for technology based businesses here in Columbus over the years. And I know a lot of what you've done has been to sort of help that. But in terms of starting for-profit businesses and technology-based businesses, what sort of support did Mile have that that sort of helped push it into reality instead of from an idea? Like what, what exists now in Columbus that didn't 14 years ago? Yeah, so let me let me break it down. It's going to take some people back that, that know some of the history here. But when we got started, we had initially got engaged with an organization called Tech Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that has evolved from Tech Columbus into what we call Rev1 uh, Ventures today. But that's where we initially, you know, trying to have a startup at that time, which I don't even think we really called them startups <laughs> back then, right? No. It, it didn't have all the buzzwords. <laughs> And one thing led to another and we relocated, we came back and we were working with a gentleman by the name of Greg Pugh and Greg was one of the key people over there. He really saw what we had going on, but that was one of the, one of the organizations that really helped us. And then I would say another one that helped us along the way, as we try to identify, you know, resources for, you know, building the the platform and then building networks and learning more about even funding was Black Hack, right? So that's where I met Brandon and Bruce Jones, and they were very resourceful and helpful, and we built a great partnership relationship. But that also helped us open our eyes and look at the business a little bit different. But those would be the two main ones that I would say really had an impact on how we, we got going at that point in time. And everything else was really just a lot of research and just learning from doing. Absolutely. So speaking of starting businesses over and over and sometimes them taking nine years, why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep starting businesses? Oh, well, you know, so here's what's unique about mine. So a lot of times people say, how do you have all this stuff going on, all these ventures? Well, if you literally pay attention to everything that I'm doing, there's a lot of synergy between them, right? And the other part is, how am I able to do it? I'm not doing all this work myself, right? So I have co-founders in each one of the ventures. And having a team to actually help and co-founders to help get things done, it, it makes it it makes it doable, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is why is it's there's a passion and desire behind everything that I'm doing. So if you look at it, you say from the beginning, Columbus Black came from when Sherry and I moved here. It was a thing of there was a gap in the void. How do you get connected? How do you find out what's going on, especially in the black community? There was no main way to do that at the time that we knew about. So we created it, right? So with Mile, it was the same thing where it was like, hey, every city, I relocated, by the way, over a 25-year career as a retail executive with most of the major retailers. I'll name them quickly, but I started my career with Sears, worked with Old Navy, worked with Music Land Group under Best Buy, Dick's Sporting Goods, as well as Target. So Target was right before Dick's Sporting Goods, and I wrapped up my, my 25-year career with, with Dick's here in, in Central Ohio. Over those 25 years, I relocated 10 times. Every time I relocated, it was the same thing in every city, trying to get acclimated, trying to figure out how to get connected, trying to learn the market, right? And and have that level of, of you know, sense of place and purpose and being and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are looking for that. But one of the things that we learned here in Columbus is that people would say things about Columbus, right? And they would look at other cities. And the main thing was that they had no idea how much stuff was happening here. So not having one platform where you could literally find all of this great stuff based off of your interest is how Mile really like was formulated, not to mention some other conversations and ideas, but it was to close that gap. And an extra mile was founded because of the fact that we wanted to have a social. So we didn't want to just create this startup and make money. We wanted to be able to give back. 
And as we talk about Extra Mile in a few minutes, that's what that's all about. People talk about go to Extra Mile all the time. Well, we decided to make it a part of our business model and to literally impact lives. So I look forward to sharing more there. And then if you look at, you know, Color Coded Labs, same thing. It's to help people, right, to increase their wealth and close the gap and, and address the disparities that exist from an economic standpoint. That's how we really change things in our country when it comes to the socioeconomic disparities that exist. And then on the other side with Venture Suite, we know that as entrepreneurs, we're homeless, right? We meet at Panera Bread, we meet at Starbucks, we meet at the, the lobby of the Hiltons and the Marriott's. Well, what about a place for us to actually come and um, that's economically feasible too, right? That was important for us. So that's why we created Venture Suite. We needed a home. So everything that I've done has literally been involved with how do you have a positive impact on other people. And I'm in my legacy years, right? Like everything I'm doing is literally to pass along and have a, a greater impact on the world. So that's the drive. That's the reason why like every day I wake up, like they say, with the Energizer Bunny energy is because it's, it's, it's beyond me. It's bigger than me. God has put me in a position to actually help other people. So every day I drive to make that a reality. But that's why I keep doing these ventures. And the thing is, I'm not just doing ventures to like have them as a hobby. These are all business-based <laughs> ventures that can generate revenue on the for-profit side. And now we do have the nonprofit side between Extra Mile International. But then I'm also part of Black Hack, the Black House Foundation, which is our nonprofit arm too for the things we're doing in the ecosystem. So, so yeah, let's let's talk about Extra Mile a little bit. So, Extra Mile mm-hmm. is a nonprofit as opposed to a for-profit company, but it is a part of Mile, right? It's actually a totally separate entity, right? Because it's a, a nonprofit, so it's 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 a separate organization itself, right? But what we are doing is we are leveraging the way that we have it set up. Part of our goal with Extra Mile is to, and let me just explain what it is, right? So it's a 501c3 nonprofit, and it's, it was designed literally to educate and expose uh, socioeconomically disadvantaged youth to entertainment, arts, and travel experiences. Why would we do that? Well, we believe if these youth that are underserved, that normally don't get to go to a show, to a play, to a museum, if they can get that exposure, it may change their mindset. It may tug a passion. And if we can help change their outlook and their perspective that can change their life, they may change the world. So that's the reason why we are taking a portion of our proceeds that we generate from every ticket sale and from every advertising package that's sold through Mile when people use our platform we're going to put that toward Extra Mile and then we donate that to nonprofit organizations that are focused on K-12 through youth and their families to help them get that exposure. So that's what, that's what it really is about. So that's a totally separate entity from what we're doing with Mile, which is the, the revenue generator as well. So do you ever use the term social enterprise when you're talking about how those two companies are related and how they're making an impact? Only when people ask about it, right? So, you know, there, there's a lot of overlap with what we're doing in that term social enterprise because it definitely is a social, like we're literally having a social impact and that's the goal. We haven't framed it up as a social enterprise, but it, it in essence, that's, that's pretty much what, what we're doing. Well, and I think your structure is a little different than what people traditionally mean, because it is, like you said, two separate entities, but they are mm-hmm. sort of interconnected in a way where one has revenue, which helps to feed mm-hmm. the impact of the other. Yeah. Um, so what 
past experiences inspired you to choose this particular model, to do the two separate companies, to, to have them feed each other in that way that we call social enterprise, but as separate companies, which is not what people usually envision. Yeah. So what we wanted to do, and as I go back to the social impact piece, was we wanted to be able to definitely have an impact, right? We looked at models like, and Sherry talked about it all the time, like Bombas socks, right? Like mm-hmm. you buy one and one is, is given away. We wanted to, to have that same type of impact in the community. The thing about it is we didn't want to have a nonprofit that was, that was dependent on funding or grants. Those are like icing on the cake for us. We wanted to make sure that as we built Mile, we would be able to use that, the, a portion of those proceeds to help fund this. And we actually want our nonprofit to run like a business, right? So, and what I mean by that, and this is not a knock on nonprofits, but I think we all know historically, a lot of nonprofits, unfortunately, are dependent on funding from city, local, you know, local, state, or federal funds. And when those funds dry out, or if they don't get, you know, replenished, then those nonprofit organizations really, really struggle. They tend not to have the resources to pay people the right way to work there, to have high caliber candidates. And in that case, they are unable to really do all the work that they want and they struggle. And we did not want that. To, and it's not all of them. There's some. And we wanted to try to position Extra Mile to be positioned well enough that we could feed it what it needs to. But then also we could leverage, you know, grants and opportunities like that as well. So that way it could survive, it could thrive, we could have great leadership, and we could actually continue to have this impact on our youth. What else is important there, Rachel, is if we look at our youth, this is a big topic of discussion today, especially coming out of COVID. And we think about the impact that COVID has had on our youth from them, you know, missing time out of school, socialization, gaps. Extra Mile International is such a need right now, not to mention all the funding that has been cut back in so many markets and so many cities, so many schools where the kids don't have anything to do. And then we wonder why are they doing all of the negative things that they're doing these days? It's, it's, a, it's a huge gap, right? Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have the activities, the extracurricular activities that they used to, and it's causing issues, right? Out of mind, it's very dangerous, right? So we want to make sure that we can do our part. Now, you think about it, if the major corporations that exist today use the exact same model that we're talking about, and they automatically took a portion of their proceeds and they donated it back to our youth. Our youth wouldn't lack. We'd be investing in our future. And that's exactly what we want to do. So, yeah, that's the reason why I was like, hey, we want this social impact piece. We're going to set this up as a nonprofit versus a for-profit, right? We mm-hmm. already have that arm. So that's, that's the reasoning behind the structures as well. So in terms of starting a nonprofit, which you have not done as many times as starting a for-profit, are there any particular organizations or people in the Columbus area that were really helpful in figuring out how to get that started? So I will tell you, we worked with Chris Herdebees, who worked with COSI for some years, who was a part of the formulation of um, what we were going to do with Extra Mile and integral in, in, in that as well. And then I would have to say Mike Sayer, who's been an advisor for us with Mile, also was a major advocate of what we were doing Extra Mile. He saw the value, the philanthropic component. And uh, we're super excited because what that has led to through relationships. And let me let me add one other major one. I got to give this this big one. So even though we had the out uh, of what we wanted to do, GCAC, right? Specifically, Jamie, right? Um right. Goldstein 
has been like a major, major proponent and advocate for what we are doing with Extra Mile and what we're about to do that I can't wait to tell you all about. But if I had to say, was there an organization or an individual that really helped to, to get us to that next level, it would be GCAC and Jamie, right? And the way that worked out was Johanna Terrell, which a lot of people know, Yogi, uh, was on the board and he knew what we were doing with Mile. He knew some of the things they wanted to do with GCAC in the arts and impacting our community. And now we actually have a pilot that we're going to be launching. By the time this airs, I think we would have already launched Extra Mile International. And what I'll share, I'll just go right into this if that's okay. Can I go into what we're doing? Yeah. All right, cool. So I mentioned what we wanted to do, right, as far as exposing and educating socioeconomic disadvantaged youth. Well, we're going to pilot that program because, you know, people always talk about we should go the extra mile, go the extra mile. Well, now Mm -hmm. everybody will have the chance to do it. And we have eight organizations. We have four event partners and four community partners that are coming together to actually provide free tickets to underserved youth and their families. And it all starts in April. So with the help of Jamie um, and coordinating with the event partners, especially, we were able to have COSI come to the table, CATCO, Ballet Met, as well as the Columbus Museum of Art, right? So those are our event partners. So we have two live event venues and we have two museums here in Columbus that are very popular and are doing great things in our community already. Then we have four community partners. So we have Gladden Community House. We have YWCA of Columbus. We have My Brother's Keeper and the Commission on Black Girls. So which are those last two are part of the Department of Neighborhoods, right? So this is an opportunity for us to literally allow the event partners through our platform, so they're leveraging technology, right? So they're not doing hand tickets, come pick up, drop off, somebody pick up the tickets. That's the old school way, traditional. It's all digitized, it's all done right through the mile platform. So these event partners can literally go in. They already have their events populating through our platform, through the Ohio Event Finder platform that pops right into mile through an API integration. Those events pop up, they can add a ticket, right? So they can do a giveaway ticket, And what it does is they select the organizations they want the tickets to go to as far as those four community partners, and they can select up to all four community partners. And then what it does is sends an automated message via email and push notification for any of the members that actually have our mile app on their phones. They would get a notification that they have a chance to redeem tickets, free tickets, that is, to either the museums or one of the shows. So now they get to redeem those tickets for free. We are in conversation right now with two potential ride share opportunities. One is obviously Coda and then the other is Share, Ride with Share, so local startup here in Columbus to provide free transportation as well to the events. So now we've eliminated and removed every barrier. And now we have these partners at the table willing to help make that a reality to really do good and go the extra mile. So we're excited to really get this kicked off and launched in the month of April we're going to test this out for about six months. And then at that point, we're, after all the tweaks and adjustments, we plan to roll this out where a lot more event partners and community partners can come to the table and we can change lives one day at a time. So that's the goal. That's what we're doing. That's awesome. That's a great set of partners, a great set of people that are going to contribute and a great set of features coming up. I'm excited. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we are too. So going back to the people that helped it, happen. I feel like I know at least three of the humans that you mentioned. I know, I know, I know Mike, I know Jamie, I I sort of know Yogi, but 
not everybody listening maybe knows as many of these people as you do or I do, but how did you meet them? And and do you think that these are people that are, you know, what I think of as Columbus, like they will take a cup of coffee with just about anybody. Like what's your experience been in a finding those kind of people and then yeah. seeing, you know, whether or not you can get a hold of them when you've got a good idea. Yeah. So one of the things that I'll share is, you know, relationships, right. Are very, very critical. And some of these relationships started years ago. So you mentioned Yogi, right? So Yogi and I used to work on event promotions back in the days of passing out flyers, literally 15 years ago, right? So one thing leads to another, you know, everybody goes their different paths, but you always pay attention to what's going on with folks and you stay in contact and you keep nurturing those relationships. And when the dots aligned, he was able to, you know, make that introduction. Jamie was already aware of what we were doing. We had met once or twice before. But once she learned a little bit more and we sat down, it was like, same thing. Light bulb went off. This is where, you know, the board, the GCAC board had been talking about for some time they wanted to, to implement. And now we had this software solution to help close that gap. And I will have to say this, software development, as you know, personally, from your experiences, <laughs> takes a lot longer than you ever wanted to, right? I have to give Jamie credit for being very patient. This has been years in the making. Right. This wasn't a three month, four month, six month. We thought it would be. But as time evolved, things evolved and we made enhancements and then COVID hit and it slowed everything down. And then we launched a number of other key features for the main platform. And but she's been very patient. We built an amazing relationship and we're, we're looking forward to really getting this off the ground because of the impact this is going to have to our youth, but also for the arts. Right. Like the exposure mm -hmm. to the arts is going to be huge with this. So those are, you know, a couple of those relationships. Ironically, you know, Mike, I was introduced to Mike through a mutual friend and never thought that this relationship would turn into what it has. You know, Mike actually was a, a, a potential investor for us and the relationship turned into a friendship. Mike's a good guy. Yeah. And then he became an advisor. And I can remember the days of like Mike and us sitting down and I'm like struggling through, you know, the adversities of entrepreneurship and him providing guidance and treating me to lunch, right? When, you know, <laughs> things are really, really tight and I really, you know, value our relationship. It's so genuine and, um, you know, it's just things nurturing. You never know. That's why you always have to be open-minded to what opportunities may present themselves because you never know what it's going to turn into. And I would have to say, even though I've mentioned those names, there are a number of people that have either supported us or been advocates along the way. And I just want to say a shout out to every one of those people. They know who they are. It's the people who said, hey, love what you're doing, or the people who literally picked up the phone and made a call and opened up a door or tried to get us a deal or help us get where we are today. We're still very early, but the business is growing. The vision that we had is coming to reality. And we just look forward to really impacting lives through the platform. That's awesome. I think Extra Mile is going to do a lot of good and expose a lot of kids here in the Columbus area to a lot more arts opportunities than they would have had an opportunity for otherwise. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. I would have to say this too. The event partners that we mentioned, we have had some level of a relationship with them in the past as well. And I have to give a shout out to Dr. Frederick Bertley at COSI. You know, as a community, we love him for all he does. But, you know, saying I'm going to do something and doing it are two different things. And I just want to say thank you to him. Uh, with Catco, Christy Farnbach, same thing. She's been an advocate and a fan for, for years. 
And now we get to actually, and this was all before she ended up at CatCo, right? We had no idea she was going to be there. And now we're able to have them as a partner. Same thing with Sue Porter at Ballet Met. We've been talking for years on how do we do something together? And now here we are. They're going to do Swan Lake April 28th through the 30th. Then they're going to be doing a, a lot of tickets that they'll be giving away through the Extra Mile program. And we're super excited, not just for that one, but for many more to come as well. So just, you know, just looking at those relationships in the Columbus Museum of Art, same thing. We talked to them way before COVID and then there was an impact there, but now they're right back at the table and they're ready to go as well. They're looking forward to the, to the giveaway. So just want to thank each of them for the relationships that have been established. And I do think that's an amazing thing about Columbus. I think all of the organizations do a great job of lifting each other up and amplifying each other rather than feeling like there's any competition or in any way sort of even people that should say they're too busy. I feel like in Columbus are often like, no, 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 I can make some time. We can we can talk and we can find I, a way. Yeah, let me share. One of the things I when I talk to people and they say, you know, what what's special about Columbus? And even though we're the 14th largest city right now and we have the potential to be in the top 10 right in the next 20 years or so with all the growth that's coming our way is that it's an accessible city. That's what I always call it, accessible. If you want to try to meet somebody and sit down and have lunch or a meeting with them, coffee, whatever it may be, in Columbus, that is still a possibility. A lot of other cities is like the chances of you meeting with, with somebody is so slim. But here in Columbus, people are open to it and anything is possible. If you if you go for it here, right? And that's why they call it the Opportunity City, America's Opportunity City. If you go for it, the likelihood that you'll achieve it are very, very high compared to other markets. I love that opportunity city. I'm not sure I've heard that one before, but I like it a lot. You got it. You got it. Rachel, before we drop there's I would be remiss. You know, I've mentioned the co-founders. I, I mentioned Sherry and I with Mile. I mentioned Brandon and Bruce, right? Especially with Venture Suite and even with Color Coda Labs. I didn't mention Doug McCullough. Mm. And I want to mention Doug McCullough because Doug actually started out as a C as our CTO, right? While he was doing all these other things. But he did that just for leadership purposes to help us actually get where we are today. And I want to thank him. He's obviously our CEO of Color Coda Labs and he's changing lives. He's done a lot, you know, as a CIO of Dublin and he's involved with all these other projects. And I just want to thank him because he's also been instrumental in what we're doing with Extra Mile and building out the technology. So shout out to him as well as the rest of our team that's actually making that happen. So I just want to make sure I drop that before we go. That's awesome. It's been great speaking with you as always. I know people can find out more at mile.com and they can find out more about Extra Mile at mile.com slash extra mile, M-Y-L-E. Is there anything else you want to recommend to people who want to stay in the loop and find out more? You know, those are the majors. Those are the websites, right? I would ask you to to definitely join us or follow us on our social media channels. All of those are at Mile Markers, right? So it's M-Y-L-E-M-A-R-K-E-R-S on the social media piece. That's really important for, for us to have followers there also. And then just, just knowing that at the end of the day, the platform that we've designed and developed really is to fulfill the social aspect of who we are, right? As human beings, we learned through COVID how important interaction, social interactions are, right? And this market is a very major market. We think about entertainment. There's a $2.1 trillion industry that we're in. And when you look at it, that never, I don't think that permeated through anybody's mind before we couldn't do the things that we're able to do today. So the platform was literally designed to do that. And we have some really cool features, some more enhancements. So I would invite everybody to download the app 
Go to your app stores under Mile Events, or you can go to our website, as Rachel just mentioned, mile.com, and uh, download it. And then be a part of the growth that we're going to have. Like, it's always cool. You know, one thing that happens, Rachel, as you know, is there's these startups, and one day they, like, kind of grow, and all of a sudden everybody knows about them. We think they came out of nowhere, but there's been, like, 10 years, right? Or 14, <laughs> they, right? Yeah, or 14, right, that they've been in the game. And, and that's one of the things. We want you to be a part of this journey because we've embraced it. We would love for you to be a part of it. Also be able to share feedback with us, help us grow. And let's be this dominant force coming out of Central Ohio. So the last part that I have is I want to thank you for this opportunity and what you're doing with your podcast. Obviously, we've known each other through Can't Stop Columbus and the work that we're doing to show that you can't stop Columbus when we come together and we work together. So I want to thank you for being a leader and organizer there as well as everybody else on the leadership team because it, it takes it takes a village, as we say, and it requires us to work together and, and help each other to grow. So thank you for the opportunity, the friendship, the support, and the advocacy as well. You've been an amazing asset in everything I've worked with you on. I think we met at Startup Week years ago, actually. But yes, yeah. Can't Stop Columbus has been awesome. And the latest Can't Stop Columbus event, the Impact Hack, can be found on mile.com as well. Yep. People are interested in finding a way to do some impact sooner. But yeah, it's always great to talk to you. Great to understand more about Mile and Extra Mile and all the extra impact that you're looking to make in the Columbus area. Thank you again, Gavin. Thanks for listening. Visit greatertogetherpodcast.com for more episodes to recommend a guest, or to leave feedback. Greater Together is brought to you by Greater Columbus Consulting. Greater Columbus Consulting specializes in social enterprises, nonprofits that want to capitalize on their strengths, and for-profit businesses that are working towards a higher purpose.